Let's get right back into it, people. It's the Monday Night Money Man, and we're here live Sunday night to break down the Thursday night W of the Cleveland Football Browns, led by none other, Baker Mayfield. We knew it was coming. I told you months ago. I told you about the pressers, told you where the Browns were going in the draft, gave you the stats, gave you the numbers, told you plus 3,300. My God, there he is, and he just took over Cleveland. Winners win, baby. And last time I checked, Baker Mayfield's a winner. Not surprised here. On today's episode, we're going to go over the offense. We're going to go over individual players on the offense, break them down, break down the defense, talk about special teams. And then I want to get to the coaching aspect and looking forward to the schedule. And we're going to do it all in 20 minutes, baby. The clock starts now. Baker Mayfield, stud. How about this guy throwing lasers all over the football field? 17 of 23, 201 yards. And uh, really, in my opinion, only threw one terrible pass. That was the one in the end zone. But he had so much zip on that, the dude couldn't even get his arms up in time. Other than that, he had three passes. He had a pass uh, to Landry that was dropped. He had a bucket dropper to uh, Antonio Callaway that Callaway uh, dropped. And uh, Orson Charles uh, dropped one on the sideline, which was an unbelievable pass. And you got to catch that. I, I almost think that was third down, but you got to make that catch if you're Orson Charles. First and foremost, what is Orson Charles doing on the football field? What is he doing on the football team? The guy has, the guy has no. There's no role on our team for Orson Charles. Orson Charles is sticking out consistently in bad ways in these games that we are watching. I mean, he's missing blocks on the goal line the one time. I, I feel like we were somewhere on the 10, 11, or 12. He, he's in the H-back position on the left, slides over, and just goes through the hole without chipping to the inside. Misses all, all, all linebackers, and then Hyde gets, gets hit in the ankles by the outside linebacker. Charles is just junk. The, the only tie that guy has to anything Cleveland is Hugh Jackson. Him and Hugh Jackson loved him on hard knocks some years back. Was Orson this, Orson this. They had to cut him. Guy's garbage. Shouldn't be on our team. Uh, find another H back. Find someone else. Orson Charles stinks. Tired of watching this guy play football. Tired of his lack of lack of blocks. His his lack of catching the freaking ball. You name it. Orson Charles. Help me spell the alphabet. A B C ya. I just started out the show with freaking Orson Charles. Check. Baker's a stud and winners win. That's what winners do. They win. Isn't it great to know that we have the best player on the football field now? And a lot of people can overreact about this, but I don't care. I was at the game. And some of the best players that we watched over the years in multiple sports, baseball, basketball, football, you name it, they find ways to get the people around them to perform at a level that maybe they weren't supposed to be able to play at. What shook me so much about Baker Mayfield is you got a guy like Jarvis Landry who's NFL history, four years in, the most catches they've ever seen, and he's throwing a, a seed 
at Landry's chest. Landry drops it on the the game-winning drive, essentially. And Landry's looking at this guy like, my fault, my fault, my fault. I mean, just take that into context. You're looking at a four-year player that's a stud, a pro bowler, and he's looking back at a rookie saying, my fault, my fault. Like, I got up my game because you're taking it to another level. then you're seeing guys like Hollywood Higgins, who Cleveland fans jump on board with Hollywood Higgins. Guy is just upped the ante this year. And what I love so much about Hollywood Higgins is every time that they showed hard knocks, you go back, check the tape, baby. You go back. Every time I saw a team meeting in hard knocks or the Building the Browns on YouTube, guess who's to the right of Baker Mayfield every single time? It's Hollywood Higgins. The pride of Colorado State, Hollywood Higgins. That's Hollywood Higgins. That is smart. He's got to be thinking, this is my meal ticket. This is my moneymaker. I got to be on board with this guy because he has it. You know he has it because HBO decided to, to drop LSD and have everyone watch a spiral for 30 seconds in the air just twirl like it was wood, the Woodstock of football. Holy smokes. And now you know why after seeing him live and the guy is slinging it up and down the field. My God, the zip that Baker was throwing on, on balls were just, it was excellent. You see some of these throwing angles and it's just a whole different talent level. It's a whole different talent level. He's throwing guys open. He's anticipating. His balls are easy to catch. You know, I told this to someone I was watching the game with Thursday. I said he protects his receivers when he throws the ball. Those seam routes can get you killed. He's throwing it down and away, which allows guys to catch and protect themselves for the safety that's coming in. That's a skill. That is a skill. His, he's slinging it to the out route. That third and ten throw to Callaway, oh, that was big time. And that's with the game on the line. I should say, I should say to you all, I'm surprised, but I'm not. <laughs> Winners win. That's the name of this show. Winners win. And last time I checked, Baker Mayfield's a winner. And you can figure it out. Baker Mayfield plays for the Browns. Figure it out, baby. Deductive reasoning. Stud. 17 to 23 for 201. And the guy did everything. The stats can't even show everything else he did. The guy got on the Jumbotron at one point. I was I was right there, right there in front of the two point special, the Cleveland, the Cleveland sandwich, whatever you want to call it, the Cleveland Philly special, whatever. I was right there for that one. Baker caught it. Whoo! Place went nuts, nuts. Bottom line is, if you were at that stadium when they put his face on the jumbotron and he told everyone get the up, that was something else. That was that place was shaking. And they did a nice lot of uh, they did a light, uh, they did a nice job of renovating the stadium so the end zones now are are, are officially closed closed up. It really happened last year, but they got everything cleaned up and now everything's nice up there. And uh, man, whew, finally, 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 Cleveland, the future is looking up at the quarterback position. Baker Mayfield is a stud, the moxie, the presence in the pocket. <laughs> Guy has it. And you you got to think, the offensive linemen love to block for him. He doesn't take 9 million sacks like Tyrod. And, bef- and I just got to switch gears. Tyrod is not a NFL starting quarterback. 
The guy's an incredibly hard worker. Take your hat off, you know, tip the hat to the guy. He's a hard worker, but we're not here to just put hard workers on the field. We're here to win. And Tyrod Taylor's not good enough. You can say whatever you want to say about, oh, you know, this, this, or he was all right. No, he's not good enough. End of story. If he was good enough, Buffalo wouldn't have got rid of him and been in the dumpster fire that they're in, even though they won today. He's not good enough. Baker Mayfield is that much better in his literally first NFL work. His first true NFL action. He's better. And it doesn't take it doesn't take an NFL savant to see that. Zip, anticipation, playmaking ability, moving the chains, you name it. Everyone on that team knows it. And it's the Bayfield Maker, Bay, Baker Mayfield era, 2018 Cleveland Browns. I can't wait. Speaking of that, the wide receiver core, Landry Higgins, Callaway, and Joku, welcome back to, to relevancy. I mean, he's going to get you the ball any which way. You're, their catches are just going to skyrocket now because I'm looking at not like the normal 10 to 15 completions that Tyrod has. I'm looking now at 18 to 26 completions, and those completions are going to go somewhere to those four guys. Uh, and I'll tell you what, they got to love playing for him. I mean, Landry, oh, that seed that he threw up the seam route, oh, my gosh. That throw, Landry's got to be loving it. Landry's got his uh, he's got his swag going. Higgins is making plays. H- Higgins just continues to work, and I love that. Callaway's, Callaway's making plays as well and all over the field, and he's that deep threat that we need that can take the top off. I'm really looking forward to his development. He needs to keep his nose clean. Najoku just needs, Najoku just needs to uh, be consistent. That's his thing. Really, just be consistent. They need to get rid of Orson Charles' ass because he's garbage. And maybe get the ball to, to Fells a little bit because he can make some plays in the open field and move the chains, especially on third down. And with Baker throwing that seam route the way that he does, that, that's game time for Fells. Trust me. Let's look in the backfield. The guy that I'm disappointed in is Duke Johnson. I'm sick and tired of Cleveland Browns fans saying that we got to get Duke Johnson more involved. How about this? He's been involved in the last year and a half. And I'm still seeing a lack of playmaking ability. The guy cannot run inside the tackles. He's garbage. He can't pass block either. So his only, his only, I guess, talent on the football field for us is catching the ball out of the backfield or out of the slot. And we're really not going to put him in the slot that much because Landry's manning it. So Duke Johnson is baffling to me. And if you play fantasy football, people, you know exactly what I'm talking about in the sense that you can get a guy like Austin Eckler or Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard six catches, 60 yards today. These guys are better at what they do than Duke Johnson. And Duke Johnson's making decent money now with the new contract that he signed. And I don't really know the guy's role. I just, I have no idea. And you can say, hey, get him more involved, get him more involved. When he is involved, he doesn't make plays. He fumbles that ball on the sideline on Thursday night, and they get, and the Jets get it, which they should have, unless for the hustle of Rashard Higgins. Then what, you want Duke Johnson involved more people? As Cleveland Browns fans, we need to stop. With the crap of, this guy's a good player. This guy's a good player. We just got to get him involved. Get him going. No. Make him make plays. 
And if he makes plays, then he's a good player. And I'll get to that on the defensive side. So my guy on the offense that I ain't talking about Orson Charles because he didn't even deserve breath anymore. My number one biggest disappointment on the offense right now is Duke Johnson. Duke needs to get himself involved. He's not where he needs to be. He's not good enough. And if he if he can't make plays with the limited timeshare that he's getting now, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't even know what I don't even know why we signed him. Carlos Hyde was excellent Thursday night. I, and, and some people are saying we need more carries for Chubb. Listen, when Carlos Hyde runs the way that he runs like that, that's exactly what we watched at Ohio State with this dude. He runs tough, strong. He knows his stuff. He's a vet. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. That guy has a great knack for staying mid-level with his pads and and getting those, those strong three- to eight-yard runs. And if we had better blocking by Orson Charles, who knows? He could have busted a couple out. I'm thinking of one. I'm thinking of two plays. One in Jets territory on the 11 that I talked about. That Orson Charles came over from the left side as H back and totally missed a block, whiffed. And then the next one was in our own territory when he uh, when he got tripped up by a defender. I think it might have been Jamal Adams, and he only went for about eight yards, but he still took on the safety. But it was, uh, man, I thought I thought Carlos Hyde really set the tone for us, man. And and the crowd crowd was feeding off him. Crowd was really feeding off him. So that when it comes to who's running the ball and everything, I, I like what we're doing with Carlos Hyde. Keep running this dude in the ground. You can keep Nick Chubb healthy for year for for future years, really this year, if you keep his if you keep his overall carries down. So that's that's my take on the backfield. Uh, outside of the backfield, the offensive line is automatically better now that Baker's throwing the ball. They don't have, the offensive line does not have to block for 9 million seconds anymore. Tyrod Taylor holding the ball. And to the extent of it, the offensive line now can get after a little bit. I think they get, I think this peels the defense back and allows us to, to make some better plays moving forward. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Oakland. On Sunday and see what we can do there. I'll get to that in a little bit. Defensive wise, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this once, twice, three times, a hundred times, a million times. Miles Garrett is the man. You can't even listen to Browns radio and what they have to say about other guys. It, it drives me insane. They're having a debate if Larry Ojanobi is better. Than Miles Garrett. They had a debate if Larry O was better than Miles. Miles Garrett is getting double teamed almost every play. Now, do the math. If Miles Garrett's getting double teamed every play, damn near every play, then who do you think's going to benefit off of this? Duh, the D tackle. Larry Ojanobi's playing great right now because he's getting one-on-ones. We f- people, they don't think. They think just Larry Ojanobi's coming out and just destroying, and, it, and it's just all Larry. Everything is predicated off Miles Garrett. You think the Jets went into their game planning and said, we really got to make sure Larry O. Larry. No, they were talking about Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Stud. Winner, stud, beast, 
Everything, everything on our defense is based off Miles Garrett. Everything. He does it all. He's a stud. Larry O's benefiting immensely from playing with Miles. Miles is getting him one on ones, which is what Miles does. There's been some breakdowns on Twitter of the film, which they this Browns Browns film breakdown does a nice job, and, and you can even see and rewatching the game myself multiple times. You can see Miles. Miles will take double teams on sometimes, and he'll still get home. Dude will still get home. That's how talented he is. Then you got Jannard Avery, not only making plays. Jannard Avery's making plays in the backfield and in the mid level. Jannard Avery is making himself a, a, an extremely important member of our team. I am, I am just ecstatic with how far this guy's come. And and we at the NAG podcast, we've told you that this guy throughout training camp, I broke it down in my training camp Twitter breakdowns that he was very, very, very good in training camp for a rookie, and he was popping. I've been impressed with him. He's making plays. Again, benefiting from playing on the opposite side of Miles Garrett. And kudos to a rookie that can make plays. I love that. I love Jannard Avery. Love him. So does Memphis Matt. The only guy that I want to say right now that I'm worried about on the defensive line is Emmanuel Ogba. Being healthy is a skill. Emmanuel Ogba is not healthy. He needs to play. This guy's going to be up for a contract in, in, in what? This is his third year. He's going to be up for a contract after next year. If he can't stay healthy, you can't sign him. You can't sign him when you know you have to pay Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, Baker Mayfield. you got to pay those three. And probably Najoku, who knows? <laughs> I, I won't even address the next, the the other first round pick until a little bit here, but I don't know about Agba. That and and the fact that we don't know about Agba tells you a lot about where he's been at. And also, you know, Greg Williams, when he asks who's the second best pass rusher on the team, he's adamant about saying that it's that it's Avery, Gennard Avery. That's that tells you something there. That tells you something right there. Manuel Ogba, man, he might be on his way out after next year. Might be. It's interesting. That's interesting. Some team might try to pay him. I was watching Jabal Shear today for the Colts. He's better than Emmanuel Ogba. That guy's still producing. And Cleveland fans like like Jabal Shear. He he was solid for us. He was solid. I would have liked to keep him, kept him, but what are you going to do? In the linebacker core, Joe Schobert is playing excellent. Joe Schobert's just making plays. He seems like the quarterback of the defense, organized, always where he needs to be. And Joe Schobert's just smart, and I love it. I mean, Joe Schobert's really turned into a good football player, especially being that fourth rounder out of Wisconsin. He's come into his own and found the right position, right system, and and we're gonna probably need to sign Joe Schobert, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a a, a good deal too uh, for us to pay up on. So I'm looking forward to him actually getting paid because Joe Schobert's he's done it the right way. The guy that I'm worried about right now is Jamie Collins, who got paid. Jamie Collins is not, he does not look good right now. He's just, he's hes not making, they're not really getting him upfield enough, which I would like them to do on the on the side opposite of Miles Garrett. They're just, I don't know what his role is right now and what he's necessarily doing. 
that week one, we still gave up 500 yards. And, you know, Collins is just, uh, he's been inconsistent for us. So i like to see if they can get him involved in a, in a couple ways, whether it's, you know, getting him to work off the edge, maybe bringing him off up the middle a couple times, or putting him in a couple positions where he can make a play. Maybe they have and he hasn't. You don't know what this, you don't know, you know, you just don't know. So, in the secondary, Denzel Ward's been awesome, and that's a really, really bright spot for us. He's been awesome. You know, just call a spade a spade. The guy in three games has made three turnovers. The first one, when he looked like he was in a cover three man, and he and he peeled off into the back, into the like, right into that curl zone. That's big time awareness from a corner. That that that's always keeping your eyes where it needs to be on the quarterback, and then and then making a play. And that, that's all. I mean, that right there with Denzel Ward is big time. That is just absolute big time for Denzel Ward. And creating turnovers, never giving up on plays. And Denzel Ward is on his way to having a really good career for us. He just needs to keep working hard. I, I worry about him getting complacent at times. And he just needs to, needs to keep working hard. Outside of that, Mitchell's been solid. Haven't heard much uh, come about him, and that's good. When you don't hear much about a corner, that's a good thing. You look up there at Randall. Randall's been excellent, doing his job, really starting to really starting to get into the safe free safety position for us and holding down the back end. The guy that I'm extremely worried about, and you can tell if you check snap counts, is Jarrell Peppers. His snap counts have been way down. Way down. And I'm getting into it with a guy at the stadium who's trying to tell me how good Jabril Peppers is. And I said, I called a spade a spade. He's trash. He's not very good. And the guy said, you're, you're crazy. What do you mean he's trash? What do you mean? And I looked him in the face. I said, name one good play he's made. Name one. In the year and a half he's been here, name one play that, he, that he's made. And he said, well, he picked up the fumble the other day uh, against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he stepped out of bounds, and he's lucky he did. And the guy's a returner, and he still couldn't return a loaf of bread to the end zone. He couldn't even get out of his own way. He almost fumbled in the end zone. He's a first-round draft pick. And last time I checked, I'm done crowning people unless they make plays. Denzel Ward has made more plays in three games than Jabril Peppers has in the year and a half that he's been here. That's a fact. And if you think you can name a play Jabril Peppers made, go ahead. I'll wait. Waiting, waiting, waiting. He hasn't. In fact, he's popped in the wrong way on special teams. Popped in the wrong way on special teams. Or better when Landry's back there. As long as Denzel Rice doesn't get flagged for the dumbest block in the back I've ever seen. Peppers needs to get it together ASAP. I'm telling you right now. That guy's not going to be on the team much longer if he does not improve. Greg Williams has hinted at it. They've, they've, you can look at off-season quotes. If he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing and making some plays, I'm telling you, he's gone. They'll trade him. No one should be surprised by that. Look at what we've done in the past year with it. So I'm telling you, he's my negative. He is my negative. Duke Johnson on offense. Jabril Peppers on defense. Special teams-wise... Let's see if this kicker can do his job. Let's see if this kicker can do his job. That's it. And, t- and Fells needs to block down on freaking field goals. I-, I don't even want to address the special teams. The coach should do a better job. Everything be better. Because we got six at quarterback and winners win. 
All right, 20 minutes is up. Let's go to OT now. Some quick-fire stuff. The coaching. The coaching was solid on Thursday once Baker Mayfield came in. You can say whatever you want about the Browns not going to Baker Mayfield earlier, but the fact of the matter is we we as fans get this pipe dream that, oh, he did this against the Jets and he could have did it to everyone else. It probably benefited Baker Mayfield to sit the first couple games and have the patience of where he's at. And there's no doubt he wanted to compete, but the fact of the matter is the Browns actually got a guy in like Tyrod to say, hey, he's going to be our starter. And for once, they stuck by their word instead of just flipping on something. Without question, I wanted Baker Mayfield to start, but I think what how it came out and how it all unfolded is probably the best thing for us. Baker Mayfield now has confidence. Now we can scheme some things for him, and his his era is now. And I think the coaching of that, I, I, I don't knock the coaching for that. I don't knock Hugh Jackson for not naming for for not saying Baker Mayfield's our starting moving forward. Tyrod Taylor still is a good guy. He's a good teammate. He's the captain of the football team. And you got to do things the right way. And by saying we're going to wait and watch the film, that's just another way of saying I want to tell Tyrod first to his face before I let the media know because I don't think that's fair to him. And I respect that. I think that's a good thing. Greg Williams has also been pretty freaking good the last couple weeks. And I'm not a big Greg Williams fan. After his little second and goal at the 22 press zero technique, uh, Denzel Ward Antonio Brown, he's been driving me nuts. But the fact of the matter is, the last uh, last week he was good, and he really he's really playing his cards. The only thing I wish we would have done a little differently, which we actually transis- we transitioned to at the the fourth quarter, was we we didn't blitz so much and we allowed our base to get the pressure. And when we did that, we got some guys into zone pockets that allowed us to make some plays. You know, Schobert getting into that zone pocket. I think sometimes it's like all we're all in or, you know, we're never really like playing. We're kind of playing a poker hand, kind of playing a poker hand. Sometimes I think with Greg Williams, it's like all our chips are in the middle. And sometimes when you do that, it's easy to read as a quarterback and it at least allows them to know where to go with the ball pre-snap. Whereas if we just sit back a tad... I think I think it helps us out better because we have some guys that can that are instinctual football players that can make some plays. So overall, I thought the coaching was solid. Todd Haley dialed up some nice plays, started getting it rolling in the right direction, and uh, the Jets. Ooh, I don't know about the Jets, man. That's all I gotta say. But Sam Darnold's trash, and once you people start stop making excuses for him. Dude's trash. Can't throw the ball downfield. Everything they do is behind the line of scrimmage and close within within eight yards. He guy cannot drive the ball down the middle of the field. That's why I was so impressed with Baker, and that's why I think Zam Darnold is a dud. Baker's a stud. Darnold's a dud. Done deal. Next schedule moving forward. The Oakland Raiders Sunday, September thirtieth. We're going to Oakland. I'll tell you what, Oakland's 0-3, coming back from a trip from Miami. You think they got into it in the locker room after being uh, after losing this game in Miami? You ready for this, Browns fan? Raiders were up 17-7 with less than a minute to go in the third. They're up 10, less than a minute to go in the third. They give up big plays after big play, and they lose the game 28-20. They get outscored 21-3 the last 16 minutes of the game. You let me know how that trip back to Oakland is from Miami or wherever it is. I don't even know where they play anymore. I don't care. I can't wait to beat that ass in Oakland. I can't wait to beat that ass. Hey, Oakland fans, y'all can all jump on board. We got the dog in us. 
We're 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 your type of fans, baby. You anytime you want to come to us, we welcome you. Unless you want to go to Al Davis's poser ass Vegas complex. That ain't Oakland. That's all I gotta say. That's sad that they left that team. That is sad. I just don't know what Oakland's gonna do. Uh, Carr, another two intercept. I mean, not another two interceptions, but he had two interceptions, and they just don't have any flow right now offensively. Uh, in the backfield, they don't give the ball to Jalen Rashard. He's their best running back, in my opinion. He has the most explosive pop. He, how do you know this? Look at th- their long touchdowns in the last two years, and guess whose name's going to pop? Also, six for sixty. They're they're getting they're throwing the ball to him, but he's a running back, which is odd. They don't give him. They don't hand the ball off to him. Marshawn Lynch is going to bruise and get you, you know, maybe some three to six yard runs. But Marshawn Lynch ain't. There's no big playability. That's what's wrong with their team. That's why they had to re-sign Martavius Bryant. They have no big-time ability. There's no one that can take the top off. None. None. Amari Cooper stinks. Guy's got no explosive traits. He's essentially a chain mover. That's it. If you ask me, he's Rashard Higgins. A little bit better than Rashard Higgins. He's not that good. He's just overhyped. He's got no pop explosive traits to him. There's just not much there. Then you got Marshawn Lynch ain't going to break a long run. So then you look at Martavius Bryant. Okay, but the only thing he's getting explosive on is the crack pipe. Then you got Jalen Rashard who they don't get involved enough. Then they got a coach that thinks it's 1980 and a defense that is just pathetic. Their defense is pathetic. Dude, when you give up big plays like they did, to Miami, there's a reason for that. Think. Right now, think. Why do you think teams give up big plays? It's because the pass rush doesn't get home in any way, shape, or form. They have all day. You can't have big plays like 50-yard bombs without having protection. You get protection because the defense never gets home. The defense is not getting home because they got rid of their number one pass rusher, their number one player on their whole team, and they ain't got much. They got rid of corners last year, too. They're young. They're, that team is a dumpster fire. Throw them in with Arizona and the Bills. And Detroit. Those teams are dumpster fires. So I like our matchup coming up with Oakland. I think the Browns, as long as they don't have the jet lag and the travel bug, I think the, the I think we will start off a little... Hopefully Todd Haley scripts his first 10 strong. But I'll tell you what, I really like the Browns in the matchup against Oakland. I think we match up well. And the only thing I'm worried about at this point is get off to a good start. If we get off to a good start, people, those Oakland fans are going to turn. The team's leaving. John Gruden gut, he gut the, the roster. There's rumors of the GM disagreeing heavily, Reggie McKenzie disagreeing heavily with John Gruden's veteran moves that he brought in. And I'll tell you what, the Browns, it's all about jumping on them early. If you jump on them early, watch out. I'm telling you right now, this this has all of the makings of the Browns. If they can jump on it early to just roll, in my opinion. And I cannot believe, I cannot believe we can think that in 2018. But like everyone else, they're saying, oh, the Browns are better than what they are than we thought. No, yeah, no shit. We got six at quarterback. He's a stud. And last time I checked, winners win. Baker Mayfield's a winner. And Baker Mayfield plays for the Cleveland 
Football Browns. It's Monday Night Money for your Week 3 Browns update. The first of the year. And last time I checked, winners win, baby. Winners win. <laughs>